Hey, I'm Dee Snyder from Twisted Sister and Strangeland, and you are watching Geekscape. Yeah. Hi, welcome to episode 41 of Geekscape. I'm here with my good buddy Mark Bell from Film Threat. Over the next hour or so, we're going to be bringing you the latest news and reviews in the world of movies, video games, and comics. So we've had a pretty active week. We're going to bring you uh, everything you need to know, right? Yeah, of course. And uh, more. More than you would even remotely want to know. So, so, so lean in. Engage yourself with my audience here. Well, I didn't, I didn't want uh, no, that, the, my pet monster my to pet fall monster. all over us. I, was, I, was, I think I was holding him up there with my and shoulder. We're, we're here in Casa Dunn. Uh, that's Ben's... Um, Little spunk catcher, and uh, <laughs> here we are. Butt pillow. It's his butt pillow. And uh, why don't you talk a little bit about what you do over at Film Thread? Oh, well, Film Thread. I'm the editor in chief, which basically uh, just means that anything, any content you see up on Film Thread, uh, I made the decision to put that there. So if you see a story you don't like or review, you know, I may not have written everything, but I definitely am responsible for putting it there. I got something. So, you got something? What do you got? You guys made a list after Owen Wilson killed himself. Oh, the top ten oh, cinematic top suicides. 10 suicides. That you was me. That missed. was me. You know what you missed? What did we miss? Groundhog Day. Okay, okay. Here's the thing with Groundhog Day, right? That it's entire not a final. That entire... Yeah, well, it all, some of them weren't finals, but there's many, many suicides that we didn't get. Right, because you, you had the Royal but, Tenenbaums one. But the thing was with Groundhog, the entire movie... I don't know. It didn't... It was my top ten, and as my, uh, yeah, and I love Groundhog Day, mm-hmm. and I would put that in a top fifteen, but it wasn't my top. Oh, what it, were your top ten? It was better than it's the a little early on the show for you to be talking this much. I'm sorry, I'm really sorry. I apologize. <laughs> like, there's no reason this shouldn't be brought up later. It's okay. Like, well, once the new listeners have adjusted to the fact that this show derails every time you open your fucking <laughs> ugly mouth. That's true. My mouth is beautiful. Guys, uh, over here. Uh, left of screen is our good friend Brian Gilmore. Uh, he is a cancer <laughs> on the wonderful society that is Geekscape. Um, you are well, the one thing continue. keeping let's us... To, to not continue, let's talk about what he does at Film Threat. And how long have you guys been around? How long have you been doing Film Threat's been around for uh, over 22 years now. 22? 22 years. Uh-huh. Yeah, because it was started in 85. It was kind of a college fancy, and Chris Gore started it mm-hmm. up in, in Detroit. And then... Uh, Around the early 90s, Larry Flint bought it and made it into like a full-fledged kind of glossy magazine that was coming out all the time. And uh, Film Threat really covered, you know, the first independent film wave, I guess you could say, of like the, the Tarantinos, 91, 92, 93, you know, I guess if we want to include Ed Burns, but you know, like the Kevin Smith, sure. that whole thing. And then around 95, 96, uh, Film Threat was no longer with Larry Flint and started the website. And then the website has kind of, is what still exists. The magazine right. is... Ended, I think, it was ninety six. Not enough breasts. Well, there was tons of breasts, but I mean, the, the problem, the problem with the magazine and particularly the film industry, which kind of started to turn around ninety seven, because when you had ninety seven, ninety eight, I guess, well, when was Blair Witch? Would you say that was like ninety six? No, that was ninety nine. That was ninety nine. August of ninety nine. Okay, so Blair Witch was ninety nine, but that was like at least when I consider like the independent film world really started 
speeding up mm -hmm. to the point where people were just grabbing their cameras and filming whatever. So a magazine, particularly an independent film magazine, I don't know how they would be able to keep up on a right. monthly basis with everything that happens. So like the website being able to be updated twice, three times, whenever we feel like a day, you know, every day we change it. So it's like, I mean, that, the website format is much better, particularly in the landscape of the way film and is And how long have you been doing this? Uh, I've been with Film Threat for four years. Cool. Well, and uh, best movie you've seen your entire time at Film Threat? Like something that maybe our audience hasn't heard of, but you're like, I want to Well, you know, I, I mean, I, I think your, your audience is pretty film savvy, so yeah. I mean, probably. Well, I mean, we I have a lot of video game players who maybe aren't all into film. We have some comic book people who aren't totally into film. I mean, I, For the I, most part, you're right. Yeah, no, I mean, like... Uh, a film that I, I love that I, I saw with Film Threat, but, I mean, it was around before I started with Film Threat. It was like Wild Zero, mm -hmm. which is like the zombie, you know, yeah. Japan punk movie, which yeah, I'm sure they've seen. Guitar Wolf in it? Guitar Wolf, yeah. yeah. Which is, that's just uh, amazingly, like, off the rails, just nuts, you know, and I'm trying to... I actually haven't seen it, but I remember... You really haven't seen it? No, when I was, when I lived in Philly, it was playing at the Philadelphia Film Festival. Yeah. And uh, I remember Guitar Wolf was in this Japanese zombie movie. Yeah, and I really wanted to see it, but I just never happened to see it. And now it's one of those things that, like, if I'm in a movie oh, yeah. or something, it's, I, I just haven't picked it up. It's great. It's nuts. I mean, it's a you know, it's a real zombie end of the world type thing. But then you have that kind of Japanese punk rockabilly sensibility going, and then you also have this weird androgynous relationship between a guy and possibly a hermaphrodite, and then an alien invasion. And it's like. It's sounds nuts. It's yeah, it sounds it's great. really it's really it's the type of movie that uh, you know shouldn't work, but it does. Yeah, it shouldn't. It it should be so ridiculous that you know you're making fun of it more than enjoying mm -hmm. it. But it's something that you actually can enjoy. I think that a lot of B movie horror flicks they kind of make the mistake of they go the ridiculous, but then it's not enjoyable. You're not laughing with it. You're laughing at it. And I think that something like Wild Zero is something that you just you go with it mm -hmm. as opposed to you know. Just look I mean, at it. We're so. big fans of Film Threat. We've had Chris on our on my old show. Yep. We'll have Chris back. Uh, I've seen him a couple times in the last year. So it's just a matter of, you know, organizing the show and getting people in here. Glad, yeah. glad you're joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. You guys are good friends of ours. Yes. Best review Gay by Don ever got, my short film I ever got. I love Gay by Don. Oh, thanks. Man. I don't think I wrote the review, though, but I saw it at the Palm Springs uh, International Film Festival, cool. Shorts Film Festival. And you like, and, uh, and, you know, like I, that better than Snow Day, Bloody Snow Day? Don't, don't, you don't have to answer that. <laughs> no, I like, answer I like Snow Day. There was a wonderful actor in that movie. Uh, Mr. Mr. Benjamin ben, Dunn? Ben Dunn, yeah. No, like Snow Day, Bloody Snow Day. What well, I saw that at Comic-Con, right, Ben? Is that when I saw it? I'm sure. Yeah, yeah so it was Comic-Con, and I've, I'd I like seen, obviously, Gay by Dunn Do you Dunn think first. if I was to write a Gay by Dunn feature that Ben Dunn could play a believable redneck? Possibly. He could definitely play a believable gay guy. Damn it. Okay. <laughs> you knew. I mean, come on. He, I'm gonna, I'm gonna he, have to he put that on the T-ball pedestal and ask you to swing. I'm going to have to save you for the sequel. You know? Okay? I'm yeah. sorry. Thank you. Don't get mad if we go into production on a GBD feature <laughs> and you're not called. But it's funny. Have you seen, have you seen the short film uh, The Caress of the Creature? Mm -hmm. Okay, The Caress, the of, the caress cre of the Creature. The Caress of the Creature. It's done like kind of 50s black and white style. Um, it's, it's this amazing, just this amazing short film. And the entire thing is it's a, a sea monster in this lake. Well, I guess it's a lake monster. I don't uh -huh. know. Uh, who's it's it's you know it's mo is it comes up and it tickles people's feet, and That's funny. and everybody everybody doesn't get freaked out till they think the monster might be gay, uh -huh. and then all of a sudden it's like we must go find and kill the yeah. gay you know monster. It's it's yeah. absolutely hilarious and wonderful. That's and, really funny. And you know obviously you did gay by dawn, so I think it would be right in there something you'd that. enjoy. Yeah, definitely. Well, you know when we when we talk about the Hollywood horror, 
stuff, then... That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, so, speaking of movies that are unintentionally funny, and then to the point where you aren't even laughing, uh, we went to see Resident Evil 3, there's Resident Evil Extinction. Uh, this one has Mila Jovovich back, she's joined by Ali Larder, and this is basically the human race at its last point of extinction. There's barely any humans left, everybody's a zombie. Yeah, I mean, I don't think... But if, the Umbrella Corp still has awesome computers. Yeah, the people that lived... Uh, underground. <laughs> underground were alive. And then these, uh, you know, road warrior Mad Max types on the road, mm-hmm. you know, going from gas station to gas station in, like, the, the worst mileage, you know, gas yeah. mileage cars known to man. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> they couldn't find a Prius a lot or, of, you know, something. A lot of awesome yeah. movie, things about this movie. Uh, just, just to let you know, if you, you get find yourself in the midst of a zombie apocalypse, wear finger cut gloves. Yes. They just look badass. And, you know? And a handkerchief or... Something over something your head. Something to cover the, your mouth from and desert stands. Your hair, because your hair is going to get all she messed up. She has these leather thong things. These oh, these these so garter belts. Yeah, yeah. Like so that's got to be economic. That's got to be nice. Well, you, you can know, you can hide. In. You can put the guns on the inside of the leg that that's way. Because there's an opening right by the the crotch. Yeah. If you have an uh, any, if you ever find yourself with no one for miles that isn't an undead, wear crotchless panties. Yes. Wear easy access hose. Because you have to uh, repopulate the earth, whether they're undead or regular right. dead. So, so this is this is the third movie. At the end of the the second one, she started developing these psychic powers, and this one, it's like basically by the end of the movie, the fucking Forsha unleashed, you know. Uh, <laughs> and the Clone Wars. Did, did, but anyway, did, did you do the movie? Oh my god! Did you did you like things. the first two? That's two. Things. Yeah, there yeah, are. yeah, yeah. No, exactly. No, I, I you know, did you like the first two. I the first one I thought was a little incomprehensible. Like the the editing the editing in the first movie was so uh, amazingly awful. It was like one minute they're all here and then the zombies attack and then you'll get like a flash and then they're all in another room. Right. You're like, well, wait, what happened? How That's, did they get out of there? Paul that? Anderson is a very talented director. He isn't. He is. You know <laughs> that you know that Millard. No, he wrote this he, he, one. He wrote this was Russell Mulcahy. Yeah. Uh, but he yeah. did Highlander. I, I love that. I love Ryan, the first Gilmore Highlander. Comey. Yeah, yeah, I love the first. You Highlander. do know that Mila Jovovich has can speak now. Has Paul Anderson seed inside of him? Yes, inside of her. <laughs> it's like yes. I'm telling you guys, uh, it's the it's the nemesis. That is why I it's the be nemesis a geek tyrant that's going to pop out. I don't want to be a director who does like Adam Sandler movies and stuff like this. I want to be a geek director because they get the hottest chicks. I'm telling you right now, Milo Jovovich. You've got you've got this and dude. I wonder. You've got this dude. Uh, James uh, Gunn. Uh, James Gunn had J- Jenna Fisher for a while, but then yep. you've got this guy. Uh, who just did the the fourth Die Hard movie? Right. Uh, he. What he's, is that guy's name? You know, I, I had it on the way over here. Yeah. Um. But but he's with the uh, the chick from Underworld that he directed. Oh yeah. Kate Beckinsale. Len, Len Wise. Yeah. The the key the key yeah. is to put hot women in uh, dangerous situations, and then as the director, you're saving them. Right. So that's that's basically what. That's though really though, but let, let's good. let's let's take a step back now. We're thinking like obviously Miljovic is pregnant with uh, Paul W S Anderson's kid. Right. Um. So let's let's look at Resident Evil Three as a metaphor for pregnancy. A, how, how, bar- how, a barren, dead world. Oh, here we go. Undead everywhere. The only thing that can possibly save. Is her blood in her? Her blood, yeah. her Milojovic, and by the end of the movie, I don't know if we're going to spoil anything or if we don't really care. Put on earmuffs, folks. Yeah, like if you don't want to be getting spoiled. a lot of heat recently yeah. for spoiler spoiling the end. Really, spoiler. Okay, spoiler. But basically, by the end, you know, she basically births 
a world of Mila Jovovich's. Right. She does. Oh, you know, in one way or another. So, so, so this entire thing is basically just his uh, present to her for being pregnant with his kid. So, spoiler, spoilers over. Yeah. Spoilers over. I'm waving my hands for those of you. Uh, spoilers over. But um, the movie, I felt. I don't even know what to say about this movie because I awful. all three of these movies I feel I find are very fun to watch once. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you never see them again unless you go over to your good buddy's who house who's in a new metal. You know, and is still listened to or, Static X albums. Or when and the he, next he's one got all three out. of them. When the, when the next one comes out, just turn on like USA or something, and you'll get to see the first eighteen in the series or whatever, because they're going to do them constantly until the movie actually hits the theater. So. Right. In, I've had a refresher course for the last two weeks of these movies. And they're, they're, they're these jump scary movies, you know. That, that yeah. The the one the thing that I thought were the two things that were very annoying in this movie were the editing, where you just kind of. Blur the uh, action sequences yeah. by editing them. Yeah, you don't I really have to choreograph much. I, I never understood like we've we've kind of made a, an action movies and horror movies. We've kind of made a move into filmmaking where we're going to get really tight close ups of really frantic and just use sound action. design to tell and you what the impacts are using. And you don't know what's going on on screen. Like all you're seeing is shapes and colors moving around. And you know, for example, the 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 Star Wars prequels, right? The lightsaber battles. Right. Could you follow what was going on? Like, it was just lights. It was flashing lights. Like, you couldn't really invest in it to the way that you couldn't say something like Luke and Vader at the end of Jedi, where, like, they're really, you know, every move you're seeing, and it's insane. Like, everything just becomes spectacle that you can't understand. Uh, Or Old Boy. Yeah. That was so sick. Uh, Old Boy was great. Now, you guys enjoy Old Boy. I'm not a fan. You guys, it was a rubber hammer. A A rubber hammer down a hallway doesn't I, you know, I, I, uh, I love Old Boy. I, I thought that, that movie, I loved... I mean, the hammer thing, obviously a lot of people are going yeah. in that, but, but just the entire thing on the whole, just the, the idea of a guy being kidnapped for like 15 years, just and then with. just to be messed with. I mean, like that movie is like, the the villain in that movie makes the guy from Seven, you know, look like a moron, you know, <laughs> with absolutely no willpower whatsoever, because he, he couldn't even wait a couple years to do his plan, you know? So, going back to this movie, the, the second thing that annoyed me was... Uh, the music cues, right? Some of them were so they, they were really overdone. And in, in these movies, you know, it ruins when these guys are going to jump out. The zombies are going to jump out because it cuts to silence. It always goes immediately to silence. Yeah, and uh, you know it's going to be a loud noise. And so you're watching this, and you're like, okay. I, I was playing with. Uh, I was next to Gilmore when we were watching this in the theater. I was playing with Gilmore. I was I was pretending to be the uh, late reaction guy. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so whenever Gilmore. Uh, Gilmore sitting next to me. Whenever something would jump out, or you're supposed to jump, I would let it happen, and then a second later go, ah! nice. which I'm sure was so annoying good. for you after the second one. Yeah, it got a little. Really, like, I get the joke. Movie with you though. That's oh, what it's like. that is being your friend. Yeah, it was fun. I but love, I love seeing shitty movies. If I see shit, like, because most movies that I probably wouldn't see, like Ghost Rider. I mean, I, I guess I would see, but I Oof. wouldn't, see, I wouldn't yeah. pay for it. Right. Shit like this, I go see it with John. Yeah, because I mean it's fun. You're not yeah, wa- you're not. Go- I enjoy this. You're stuff. not going in. To, I enjoy this. Yeah, stuff. it's just fucking retarded. It, it's but like I'm, a gauntlet film. Yeah, this is a. a it's not a gauntlet. It's something we've been talking about it's on the show. The gauntlet is finding movies like Wizards of the Lost Kingdom. Okay. You know that. Those yeah, 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 yeah. Films. Hard, uh, Rock Hard Rock Zombies, which I really have to see, and uh, having a bunch of your friends over. Yeah. Basically, anytime a, a mom and pop shop cleans out their VHSs. Right, right, right. Just go pick up like the the fifty cent. Yeah, Absolutely, yeah. and uh, just running a gauntlet, just watching the most unbearable movies in a row. 
Uh, we're having a picnic in that's, November. That's, that's my job, period. To, to, do like, <laughs> to, do, to do like a year, I could never do your job. Uh, to, do a, uh, to celebrate a year's worth of Geekscape, we're going to have a picnic in November. Okay. You're going to come. Awesome. At the end of the picnic, we're going to come back to Ben's. We're going to all hang out here. Upstairs. Maybe upstairs, sure. And uh, we're going to watch a, like a full night gauntlet. Nice. I'm gonna I'm gonna show uh, spores, which is the one that we made in undergrad. Oh jeez. Pull, like pulling out the all oh, the the film school yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah, and that one is unwatchable. But I must say, uh, you know, Resident Evil Three was. I, well, I will I, see Resident Evil Four. My my. You know that. Yeah, well, of course, because you'll have Why, to, you know, though? bash it the next day. I mean, that's 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 what we why, do. Though? Why will I watch another Resident Evil Four? I will too, but why? I don't know. Yeah. I, know right? I don't know what gets us to watch these movies. I, I paid six bucks for this one. Yeah, it's a, that is basically that if you're with your friends that you can laugh with. Yeah, that's kind of fun. Six bucks. Man, is, I, six bucks. Is I watch it so that I could competently speak about it, which it's kind of stupid when you think about it because I, I probably could have said the exact same stuff having not seen it. Yeah. That I'm saying having now seen it, <laughs> and it dents your intelligence so much <laughs> that just trying to grab words out of the English language becomes well, a exactly. after walking out of this movie. Exactly. You can't speak about it competently anymore. Can we talk about the Mike Epps character? Oh, the Mike yeah. Epps talk, character. I did want to say something about that. Yeah. That, you know what I'm sick of? Mike I'm Epps, the comedian, is in this film. anything else. What's that? Uh, that's not true, but at least very sick of. Um, that don't, no. Um, is okay. characters in zombie movies who, at, they get bitten, but they right. don't tell anybody. And right. Then they turn on someone. At like this happens response. very early on. Yeah, in we're the not movie. spoiling anything. Uh, Who the fuck cares? Mike Epps' character gets bitten very early in the There's movie. There's zombies in the and, movie. Uh, yeah, people do get bit, and uh, it's just. And he keeps it secret. Fucking tell someone. What well, would you do if, if you were with your homies? You you're trying to survive in a zombie wasteland. Right. Would you, would you just blow your brains out when you get bit? Well, or I would. Would you try and take as many of the motherfuckers with you? That's I would try to take as many as, as I could, exactly. but at the same at the same token, I wouldn't do half the stupid shit that these people do in these movies. Like like, like pull up to a motel, send two guys in. <laughs> yeah, when everybody has when a everybody gun. else with guns is hanging out with the vehicles, we're gonna send two guys in, and they're gonna go. No, now let's no. say, and then like when the one guy and they don't stick together, you no. know, help each other out. No, so of course, like the one guy has issues, gets attacked, and he's tricked by a. Yeah, and then at the end of the day, what was the purpose of that entire stop? So, so let's say you stop. It wasn't a gas station. Let's say you stop. You're trying to get gas. You know, the kids need to pee. You stop at a place in the zombie wasteland. You know what I was thinking? You Mm. see a motel. Start putting holes in the walls. Right. You know what I mean? Just something where it's not a dark hallway anymore. Or knock the fucking place down. If that's why this book by Richard Mathis in the I Am Legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why I think that the move to New York. I can understand why they moved the location from Los Angeles to right. this Will Smith movie. They moved it to New York. Right. Because you can't knock the damn buildings down. Yeah. One of the coolest things about the, the Richard Matheson book was he lived in a home where he had destroyed all the houses around it. Right. So that the vampires didn't have anywhere to rest right. at night. You know? Yeah. Uh, and it's just common sense survival knowledge yeah. when you're living in a vampire world. Well, what you learn really early on in Resident Evil 3 is that a chain link fence can stop... Yeah, thousands upon thousands, but for five years. So, but when you end up fighting the zombies, they're pulling the metal grates off off, your off your car. Yeah, exactly. Fence. They're punching through Humvees, but if you just put a fence up with some barbed (laughs) wire at the top, they don't do anything. Go like it's oh my. <laughs> so, oh, it's just okay, okay. And the thing the thing is you can't you can't really go off and like start throwing the the lapses of logic around because it's it's, it's such a wasted endeavor because 
Of course, it lapses in logic. Like, but, how many zombie you know issues do we have in the world today? But there are but, some geeks that out there who might like this movie and might correct you. And we know it's still a ridiculous thing. But the ones pulling the grates off the cars were the super enhanced zombies, and the ones true. around the fence yeah. were the regular well, shitty. Wait, zombies. wait, 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 no, no, wait, wait, the, wait, the, wait. The Umbrella what, Corporation. Got what about the, the crows? The, the crows will go it's through the windows. Now, now, now through now, the grates. They, they have master. They have cool beaks. Uh, now, now they the, could fly over the, the these monster zombies that have been infected with this thing from the Umbrella Corporation. Yep. What I like is we know this. Yeah, you know that there's this, gonna be this a happened in the second. This happened zombie. in the second one. Now, what I like is they put these zombies in uniforms. That was great. Just like, so you who know which them? ones they are. You know, like, and they all look like gas station attendants. Job. Put them in a gas station bald. attendants uh, uniform. And inject Stevie. them with this. I like that. Okay, um, so here's a question about the Stevie scene. Everybody's seen this in the trailer, right? The Stevie scene. She she looks. She's looking through her little uh, eyepiece or whatever. She she yeah. she aims Throw in. Crossbow, she aims right. right up on his name tag. Stevie shoots the crossbow. Gets him right in the forehead. Well, she just wants that to is the aim. worst she's aim whatsoever. Kind of she's just kind of playing. That's bad. I aim. gotta tell you right now. She's, she's, she's adjusting for wind. Oh, okay, gotcha. Oh, wow. So she, that's, yeah. And then she used, she used exactly. her mind power just to, like, okay. So, the, so, so we've talked about this movie a little too long. Uh, we got to talk about this trailer. Uh, we can't play it for you because I can't find a, a, a nice quick time uh, adjustment for you guys. But um, this is Southland Tales, the next one from Richard Kelly. Have yep. you seen this trailer? I have seen the trailer. Dwayne Johnson has got, uh, it, it, you know, they put out these uh, trade paperbacks uh, midway through the summer. They, yep. put, they put these out, graffiti designs did it. Um, who else do you have in this movie? You got Buffy in this movie. You got Buffy in this. Sarah Michelle Geller. Geller. You've got. Johnson. You got, got Justin Timberlake. And you've got uh, Stifler. Stifler's in this. Sean yeah, William Scott. Sean William Scott. I like Sean William Sher- Scott. Yeah, I got nothing not against enough him. to go see. I got this, nothing against him. This Sherry O'Terry movie he's in. In fact, actually, as the trailer goes, it's kind of uh, you kind of sit there and go, "Oh, they're in it too. Right. Oh, that's in it too. Oh, that's right. in it too." Kevin Smith plays a guy. Kevin Smith. Yep. So, right. well, so the trailer, uh, I guess it gives tries to give you a little bit of a plot because Dwayne Johnson is an actor researching with Sean William Scott the role of a of a cop because that's what that's what they tell him. Dude, I, I don't know, but this Richard Kelly to, stuff because you have to you have to know what it is. You have to read the graphic novels to have any idea. Now you've read the graphic novels. I've read the first one. Okay, <laughs> and uh, enough to know that watching the trailer, having read the first one, and just seeing what. I, I still don't. I mean, obviously, I need to read two and three, but I don't think okay. that's going to help me. Yeah. I like, I, I, I don't think I'm going to get it. You don't think you're going to get it? Yeah. Did I, you get Donnie Darko the first time? I didn't get Donnie Darko. Yes, I got Donnie Darko. You are but then again, but the, but, but the question is, how did I get it? Did I get it by, like, uh, Richard Kelly's definition? Did I get it by my own personal definition? Like, what you know what I mean? Like, like, I, well, uh, it's about possibilities. That's actually. Oh, that's what you say. That well, actually, I, I'm stealing that from a uh, uh, Jimmy Duvall who played uh, the rabbit in the movie. Okay. Uh, that's actually I asked him because he he played he was in the movie yeah, and I'm right. like I'm like well, it's about diverging realities. Yeah, it's about diverging realities. If you listen to Richard Kelly, it's a superhero movie. Like he has to sacrifice himself to save this alternate reality. So there's that. Mm-hmm. So there's that aspect to it. But but Jimmy, I mean, when I asked him, Jimmy was just like he just stopped and he got all quiet and he was like. It's about possibilities. That's about and like that actor. was like the best answer I could have heard. Yeah, it's an actor. Yeah, but it was good. You it's know, a good actors they, they don't they, they don't put a lot of thought on this stuff. So they they, they throw you cop actors. out. They throw you cop out responses like, "It's about like possibilities." Motherfucker, it, it, you, it's about you make possibilities, a living man. off of pretending to be other people. Ben, all right, I'm fucking with you. Stop running away from yourself and play yourself for once in your life and find out who you really are. 
Like I'm us. fucking with you, actors. Um, I, I, I'm a big fan. Of, I think really good actors have an enormously tough job. I mean, because you've been on set and you think about all the things that they have to that they have ignore. To, they have to be able to do their people. yeah. They have to be able to do their job. Inhabit this experience and then exactly. invoke it. Yeah, this 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 experience, which is basically so like just a, with you, Jimmy. a lighting guy off to the side drinking coffee. Yeah. Like there's the grip and sleep in the corner. And the timing and, the, so and depending yeah. on who the director is, you either got a guy screaming at you from across the room with two headphones on. He can't really hear what you're I, saying. I anyway. once uh, I was emailing back and forth with an actor about being in my short. Uh, short never happened, uh, but had he had he agreed to do it, uh, I definitely would have would have done it because he he's a really good name and. Uh, he couldn't do it because of time and this and that, but uh, I told the boyfriend of a girlfriend's mom that I, that I knew that we were talking about dinner, and I said, yeah, his email, we've been talking and stuff, and he said, uh, why don't you email him back and tell him uh, you make so much money for not doing anything, for playing make-believe. Oh, yeah, that'll go over And well. it's like, I, I think actors get paid this much, like NBA players, like sports stars. Yeah. Think about the jobs they provide. The only reason that dude is off camera eating a candy bar is because yeah. John Travolta agreed to be in the movie. And there, and there's also and there's also they they provide jobs, but the also the other thing that you kind of have to get. I mean, salaries are you, know, you can always do the arguments ridiculous. You know, like the guy who's actually building the buildings getting like absolutely nothing compared to the guy who's pretending that he built a building right. in a movie. But at the same time, it's like the careers for most actors are non-existent to really short. Same thing with sports. You know, you've got like ten years to like maybe make all the money you're going to make in your lifetime. If lucky, if, if, if you're lucky, and you have to be really like in particular sports, you have to be really good at what you do. Like even the worst major league player is better than everybody else right. in this room. Probably, you know, in not, this... not not we baseball. I got to tell you right now, that is a wee sports injury. Uh, it's healed over a week, but um, I was playing last Sunday after you guys left, and uh, my friend had this fucking giant metal watch on. And I swung it, and I... Oh, and you connected? I, now, a chunk of my skin was hanging off. Oh. I ended up pulling it off, but it was hanging off my finger, and it's healed closed, but that sucked. Now, now... So that is my Wii injury, so, and I must tell you, like, I give it up for the Wii. So you're playing, you're playing Wii baseball, Wii sports, yeah. yeah. So when, you, when you're playing against somebody else, and you're, you're doing full swings as opposed to yeah. just, like, the little wrist, oh, absolutely. The little wrist absolutely. swing. absolutely. So you're doing full myself. swings. Now, the, is the other guy's playing against you, right? So he's yeah. pitching? Yeah, but he was crowding my, my shit, so. Well, obviously he was crowding shit, but... Like is he throwing like ninety plus fastballs by you, or are you actually are you actually able to connect with those things? Fuck yeah, we sports. It's all about timing. I'm good. Yeah, I'm I am really I am awful with like really anything good. when I'm playing someone else. Like I can't hit anything the over baseball. 90. I'm down. But but when I'm playing, you know, just like the baseball stuff mm-hmm. or the training or whatever, like I can crank the hell out of it. That's weird. I can go I can twelve for twelve. I can go twelve for, or ten for ten yeah. on those I can't training hit things. The 60s. I can see that. I well, can yeah, see well, I, because well, they mix up the speed. And that's but that's the thing; like, you have your timing down yeah. for the nineties. Yeah. I can see how. I can see yeah. what you're so, saying. That's how you fuck people. So, up, by the way, if you're pitching in Wii Sports, oh, change yeah. up the speed. Yeah, or, or just that's throw true. a dead ball if, you, if, if he's swing happy. So, yeah. uh, or just hit him like, like the throw back him a of their slitter, head. or just or just take out his finger. Yeah, I still won, bitch. So it's the Southland Trails, the Southland Tales trailer. We really don't know what we're gonna get out of this movie until we see. No, the trailer. The trailer doesn't really give you. I'm gonna matinee this movie. Because I'm not really sure I'm going to enjoy it. Well, because it's been delayed so long. The problem, I don't know what I'm the get. problem with it's been delayed for forever. Um, it had an opportunity to play. Uh, it got booed at Cannes. Got booed at Cannes. Oh, because French people don't no, like no, no, the full movie. Americans. The full, the full movie. movie. Oh. The full movie. But I like The Rock. That's why it takes so long 
I like Richard I think, Kelly. Uh, yeah, I like Richard you Kelly. Know? I like I like Sean William Scott. I and and I like I like the visuals I see in the trailer, mm-hmm. which obviously that's like judging a book by its cover. Like that's I like I kind of like what we're being presented with, but at the same time, it could just be a bunch of images that signify absolutely nothing. You know what I mean? Sure. That we're about to see. It's just I know that there at the in the can cut there was a musical sequence in there that supposedly oh, comes out of left field. One thing I it's will still say. In the trailer. Yeah, one thing yeah, I, still, one, yeah. one thing I will say is that this DVD is going to be packed probably. Yeah, absolutely. This will probably be a massive Well, DVD. the movie is like 3 hours long so maybe it's not. Oh, is God. the movie going to be released that long? Uh when you when you check out, I think Yahoo is where that I saw the trailer. It has a running They time have now. a running time and I and I think it's just under 3 hours. Wow. Yeah. So, um we'll see about that one. Uh some more news, uh Paul Dini uh, he's writing a Gotchaman film for uh, Kevin uh, Monroe. He's the guy who did the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah. He's doing an animated Gotchaman, which is Battle of the Planets. Okay. And Paul Dini, who we all know from comic book work oh, and uh, stuff so like that, funny. is writing it for him. That's so hey, okay. Especially after this Bruce, after his partner, Bruce, like, we with, with we the animated. We thought we got script at work. Let me you tell thought... you something. We thought, what? okay, so I work for this place that does product placement, right? Yeah. And we got this movie called G-Force. Which is Gachaman, right? right? Supposedly Gachaman. Um, and so we're Gotcha-man. all excited, and we're like, oh shit, we got Battle of the Planets. This is, you know, this is like, okay. It's a porn and, script, and, isn't it? And they're like, hey, and they're like, Brian, you excited to read this? I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm excited yeah, it'll to be read fun. this. You know what? This will be fun. Yeah. And then I start out the script, and I keep reading it, and then I'm like, okay, okay, for some reason they start out, they're animals. I never watched the cartoon, so I'm like, did they morph into animals? Like, what the hell is going on? That was animorphs. I get about 15 minutes into the script, and I'm like, these are all fucking guinea pigs. This is a movie about a team of super intelligent guinea pigs out to save yeah. the world. You know what the G stands for? Uh, yeah. Guinea, guinea pigs. Guinea, now, yeah. now, now how was the script? Piece of shit. Do you, uh, can, I, can I tell you? you? NDA clause at your job? Can, can, I was yeah. just going to say, everyone knows your name. Yeah, and can, I, so, can like, I tell you something, Gilmore? At least your boss is going to you're, you're, you're not. You're not doing something very smart uh, in Hollywood. People in Hollywood do watch this show. You just nobody said that. I, I've talked to people who watch this show. Uh, Wait, some, nobody watches? What am I doing here? I told you that people watch this show, no, but uh, but but now now Jerry Bruckheimer is making this G Force movie. It's, it's a it's Bruckheimer, Bruckheimer movie, yeah. really. And I got to tell you that uh, that someone we've had on the show is working on this film. The Gatchaman movie? What, no, the G Force. Oh, the G Force. Like movie. somebody that we had as a guest on the show, uh-huh. an interviewee. It w- is working on this G Force movie and uh, oh, wrote it. Gave you a, a hug. You are a jerk. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you can IMDb it. It's so. like terrible. It's oh. well. Hey, uh, you're probably not the demo. It's probably ten year old, twelve year old kids. Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, I want to see. Like can I tell you that fun. that I want to see a gerbil like with nunchucks? Fun. Hey, g- g- get get Chappie real quick while we're talking animals. Get him. Oh get get him for me. The th- th- this is a little Frenchie. This is our adopted dog for the week. Come here. This is Chappie. Look don't at get this. him on your mic. Don't get if him on If you want to turn turn him turn over here, this is Chappie. He's a little Frenchy. Hey you. <laughs> He's You're a part of the winning buddy. team. What I like is you could get his skin. Yeah. What I do it. what look I do with my what I do with my pug cheese is I actually that's mold what I do at it. home with myself. Uh-huh. I mold it in cheese. <laughs> I just sit there and I go. Mm, I use my balls like taffy. Chappie, you are a good friend. How's the mic? He just gave me a kiss. Um. So so let's keep moving. Um. We got to talk about the film crew. The film crew is Mike Nelson from right, uh, yeah. MST3K, and uh, Trace too, yeah. right? Kevin Murphy and no. Bill Corbett were two of the writers that you haven't, uh, that you didn't see on the show, 
But uh, I sat down with them in San Diego, and we talked all about the film crew. It's basically almost MST3K stuff, but you uh, get it straight to DVD. Right. And they're finding a bunch of like public domain movies, right. giving it the MST3K-ish treatment, mm-hmm. putting it out. Some of the DVDs are in stores already. Here we are sitting down with them and talking all about writing, what they've got in the works, and is Chappie taking a dump? What is he doing? Every time we cut away to a segment... There's distractions all over the place. What are you eating? He's eating something, dude. What okay. is he eating? It looks like, like he's trying to get it out. It's adorable, but I don't yeah, think he's Yeah, he's adorable. He's trying to get it on the thing. Okay, move on. What do you got? Let, let's cut to the clip. Let's cut the crap. Wow. <laughs> let's cut the crap and cut to the clip. All right? Oh, wow. So, I uh, want to let all you geekscapists out there know that growing up in Austin, Texas, there's two things that probably formed my comedy the most, and uh, that's Talk Soup and MST3K. I'm sitting down with two of those writers of MST3K right now. Kevin, Bill, why don't you guys introduce yourself to the, to the uh, Geeks Gavis because they've got a new project. We're going to tell you all about it. Well, I'm Kevin, St. Francis High School, go Spartans. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Corbett, go Sparta! <laughs> How long did you guys do the whole MST3K thing? Enough to get me through high school? Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you get through high school? Yeah. God bless you. Well, it's, <laughs> it's the toughest part. It started on Comedy Comedy Channel at the time right. uh, in uh, what eighty nine, and uh, we went through till ninety nine on the Sci Fi Channel. So it was ten years. That's you know the, those are the wonder years when your body's growing in twelve ways. <laughs> and, it, 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 and it gave you like in eighty nine, you're like, man, I don't know if this is going to work out for me. By around ninety three, you're like, I think it's safe to start having kids. Exactly. You know? Yeah. yeah. You can make a down payment on a house. Kevin now. had a lot of kids. Oh, wow. man. I can't even yeah. count them all. Yeah. I don't even know where they are anymore. <laughs> um, I didn't join until the sci-fi years, mm-hmm. so I, I just rode their gravy train, <laughs> which was already firmly on the tracks. And whose idea was it? Because Mike Nelson was, was the host. Mm-hmm. Originally, it was Joel. I Joel. Right. Joel yep. years. Yes. And, uh, and then they brought me into the... Then, of course, we, everybody segued into the Mike years, right. and, uh, but Mike was always there. He yeah. was. Yeah. As a writer... Uh, he was the head writer. I mean, almost from the outset, it was at the second season he started being the head writer because he was truly the funniest man in the room. He wouldn't say a lot of jokes, but when he did, we'd have to stop because we were all laughing too hard. And were you guys just friends before this? And you said, why don't we start shooting this? You guys are from Minneapolis? You guys we're from Minneapolis, there? yeah. And, uh, well, you know, the three of us had we're, were there, and we'd been doing some other things uh, after Mystery Science Theater, including uh, we recorded a pilot for National Public Radio, sort of a humorous movie critique show. They and decided they don't like humor, though. No, no. They decided they don't like funny <laughs> things. You know? Uh, they you like politics. Say, and, you uh, guys get really loud sometimes. You bring it back to a monotone scale. Yeah, can you just kind of take, take a little bit of Thorazine and... Uh, into their scale. Yeah. All Things to Gifts Considered is brought to you by a grant from the Chubb <laughs> <laughs> So there we were, and it, it just seemed like uh, we had an opportunity to do to do um, uh, movie commentary again, and it seemed like a great way to do it, and sort of reincarnated instead of having um, the puppet show, which was always will be the domain of mystery science theater, that whole universe. Um, we created a very light sort of fiction around this, and it, really what it's about is adding a commentary track to these movies that don't have them, and that sort of the mission of the film crew is to add a commentary track to every movie because they all deserve one no matter how bad they are so th- so with this new project the film crew you guys are finding where are you guys finding this stuff under public the, domain yeah uh-huh. yeah under a so, lot of rocks yeah pretty much yeah. i picked up a dead card one day and found the wild women of wongo it was uh, <laughs> I mean, 
mean, just the name, the Wild Women of Wongo, when you see that yeah, name... go no further. <laughs> but, like, not only do we have to run commentary on this, we have to release the DVD on September 11th. It makes you... It's just going to be a disaster. This movie's going to be... It makes bad. you want to see it, though, doesn't it? Yes, absolutely. Sort of a cheesy way. Well, anything with wild way. women in it, I'm going to see. Right. I don't know if you can catch a picture of this woman from the Wild Women of Wongo, but she looks a lot like Ralph Stanley from Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> so that's enough to get you. And she's in uh, skimpy uh, skin suit there, too. Now, so now, now growing up, you guys were the ones who were always getting shushed at, at movie theaters. No doubt. We're very respectful at actual movie theaters. But yeah. give me a puppet, and it's just like channeling through getting possessed. Yeah. I didn't um, get you. No, yeah, I knew better than to talk in, in movie theaters in class. I got just in class a lot. Yeah, I got sent to the a principal's lot. office. Yeah, yeah. So. I remember being in film school, and uh, we're watching this film, and it's just mundanely boring. It's horrible. Uh, and it's foreign. And I'm talking through the whole thing, and a kid in a beret says, "Shh, you're ruining the movie." And all I can say is, "Dude, it's subtitled." <laughs> yeah, you know. What do you need like, I'm American, but I am listening to it in the original French. But you guys did that to me. <laughs> You, you, I mean, I'm MST3K, sorry. and now the film crew, it tells kids out there it is all right to we, be that we dude. We bred a the generation theater. of sociopaths. Sorry right. about that. <laughs> it's smart, Alex. And, and every local theater now has a hybrid of what you guys have done. You know, they have comedy troops who sit in their theaters. I know the Alamo Draft House has right, one. Right, right, right. Mr. Sinus. Mr. Sinus, yes. Uh, and, and you go to any of these, you know, like fringe niche. Uh, Theaters, mom and pop theaters in towns, and people are doing what you guys are doing. Yeah, That's true. How are the royalty checks? <laughs> Non-existent. <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of feeds its own culture, you oh, know, yeah. and it brings people back to you guys. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. I mean, Mystery Science Theater didn't start that. If, I mean, this is going way back to like the 1960s. True. There was uh, Woody Allen's "What's Up, Tiger Lily," yeah. which was a, a commentary over a, over a bad Japanese movie. Was it? You're nodding your head. It was, yeah. yeah. It was a kung fu movie, actually. Kung fu movie. Yeah. Um, and they, he just added dialogue. And what was the group in L.A. that did? They kind of added their own. Oh, the L.A. Connection, I think the LA it was. The L.A. Connection. Wasn't it? Yeah. And they did that. They did, they did live dubbing of movies. And, uh, right. So we came they would by, just put words in the character's yeah. mouth. It was very funny. My inspiration was actually, by a large part of it was, uh, Mel Brooks did a short, he took a very highly stylized animated cartoon and added commentary as if he was this old Jewish oh, yeah, nebbish. Right, right, right. And it's this very What's fancy sort of Paul Clay. Yes. What's this? It's a dot. It's a dot with a line now. Now the dot's rolling down the line. What the hell's going on here? And uh, it was, I thought, this is delightful. So we did come by what we did, yeah. honestly, and with a great pedigree. And when you're doing voices, of course, you say, you know what, this isn't going to look perfect coming out of my mouth. Let's add some puppets to yeah. it. And that's, that's the next stage of doing voices. Yeah, you know the puppets in the theater seats were really the icon of Mystery Science Theater. Mm -hmm. What right. separated it the from everything silhouette. else? And uh, but as it went on, I think what uh, we realized is that people really like it for the fact that we are good at cracking wise at films. So when the film crew came around, you know, we sort of stuck to what we do well, which is cracking wise at the cheesiest films we can find. Mm -hmm. I mean, how does it make you feel when you watch the Ghostbusters DVD and you see the Ghostbusters? Imitating yeah. your, your 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 style. That's being, the way things the happen. The bottom. I mean, I mean, it, it's got to make you feel good. It makes me feel proud, my friend. <laughs> there you go. It makes me feel mighty. You know, yeah. he, he may have invented the rack focus or the dolly zoom. <laughs> I invented the jerks at the bottom of the screen in silhouette. Well, you know, I didn't even invent that. I just a language, got a job baby. from people who people that. steal from the best. <laughs> uh, what was the cable channel in New York, Manhattan, Midnight Blue? I think it used to be called, and they'd show porn films. With a row of theater seats and three dildos. Wow. Mm -hmm. 
If you can find uh, a copy of that, don't ever show it to me. Your lawyer calls up. We may have a lawsuit. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta call you back. <laughs> Doesn't call you back. No. Um, you guys have been doing this stuff. The film crew, mm-hmm. the running commentaries. What are some of the places that maybe you can start broadening out, and it opens doors for you guys in other areas to do other writing or maybe live action stuff in another area? Well, I, actually, the film crew brand is sort of something that we had before we came to the DVDs, and I think it'll you know continue on with with other things as well. Yeah, um, hard to say, and we'll see how these things are, how successful these are. Mm-hmm. But these are really you know sort of the stock and trade of the film crew here, and uh, and if these are all successful and there's a mandate for more, then there will be more. Not just film crew, but you guys maybe start doing animation, start doing all different sort of... Bill uh, has a uh, screenplay that's being made. Well, yeah, I have right a now. movie coming out next year um, starring Eddie Murphy called Starship Dave. Oh. And I think we're going to... I wrote that. and I think one of the uh, hottest scripts in Hollywood. For those of you guys, it really was for about a year one of the hottest scripts in Hollywood. Oh, but how do you do it? You know, I have friends in L.A. who were like, <laughs> I just auditioned for this thing. And I'm like, it sounds great. It's going to go to a name. <laughs> I hate to tell you, it's going to go to a Jim Carrey or somebody like yeah. Eddie Murphy. Well, I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna just wait till the DVD comes out and then immediately subject it to <laughs> film crew. <laughs> so maybe like that'll be matter antimatter collider. <laughs> that, that's your script, and you write as well outside of the film crew stuff, or are you just um, pretty focused well, I've been, on making I've been, it. I've been playing with uh, Mike Nelson, who has his website rifttracks.com, mm-hmm. which is great fun, and I've been uh, writing a book and. Uh, Having uh, trouble finding a publisher, I think, because uh, the, the the title of it tentatively is Why Hollywood Sucks. Wow. And, and that's enough to put off a lot of major publishers right there, I think. Uh, so we'll see don't how it goes. bite the hand that feeds you. But I don't think I'll change the title. But in, in with Rift Tracks, what you and Mike are doing are finding movies like Episode One and... Uh, you know, well-known movies, and yeah. all you're doing is selling MP3s of commentary. For a streaming commentary. You yeah. roll them together yourself, yeah. kind of. Yeah. You hit, you press yeah. play on the DVD and on yeah. the MP3 player at the right. same time, <laughs> and sit back and enjoy it. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah, when we can make fun <laughs> exactly. of it's the dark side of the moon thing, which That's by the, the way doesn't work. Father. Okay, it doesn't work. I've tried it. it doesn't work. It does. no, it doesn't you have to be on opium. Yeah, I think that. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what does work. The beginning of the you've seen the French Connection. You guys know. Yes. The movie, the great car chase scene under the L train in yeah. New York. Right when he gets in, into his car to chase the guy, he sort of commandeers a car. Um, start, um, well, what's it's a Santana song. You know, big, long, it's what is it? Black Magic Woman, I think it is. It goes and it cuts to, Billy Friedkin cut that scene to Black Magic Woman. He did. Yeah, and then didn't use it in the in the uh, in the final score. Why black man into a woman? There's not even a woman in that scene. <laughs> <laughs> it was the rhythm of the thing because it starts, you know, kind Lots of slow, of pot. but Lots it's always energetic, and oh, then okay. it builds up, and it has this frantic pace to it. And he cut, you know, almost beat by beat to Black Magic Woman. <laughs> that is a geek yeah. exclusive. That that's He's that's some lying. that's some film nerd stuff right there. <laughs> that is. Yeah. That's called nerd porn. Audience he is like, sorry, truth. I'm not lying to you. <laughs> Audience is like, sorry, I don't watch anything pre-episode four. <laughs> no, thank you. Jaws is we as We also as I did know. for Rift Tracks. I, I pipe in occasionally on a Rift Tracks. Um, we have 300 coming out, which is wow. why I keep blurting out Sparta <laughs> on the day of release, Tuesday. Awesome. Yeah. So, so yeah. people can find that at rifttracks.com. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But these, you can order the DVDs from... All the usual outlets. Uh, yeah. uh, you can go to shoutfactory.com. Mm-hmm. Amazon has them, and uh, and Netflix has them. You can either rent it or purchase it, or you can stream it from Netflix, which is pretty wow. damn cool. That's huge. 
I didn't even know that Netflix could do that. Yeah. I thought it was like an iTunes type thing only. Another yeah. piece of geek porn for you, kids. <laughs> what we do is, uh, is we uh, we run gauntlets. We find some of the worst movies we can possibly do, and then see, you know, who can make it all night watching these horrible films. One of my favorites. You do is them one after another. One like after another, just. In wow. sequence. Your and own little buttonomathon. That's me, That's right. Our own little buttonomathon, <laughs> but with buttonomathon, Harry finds good films. Right. It's yeah. like, wow, I was the first kid to see King Kong, Passion of the Christ. Yeah. We're like, oh, guess what? Uh, right when you're done with Never Too Young to Die, you're going to get Wizards of the Lost Kingdom. And right <laughs> after that, you're going to get hit with something even worse. Right. Make sure you get rug su- demon rug suckers from Mars. Okay. You guys would be perfect for a god. There's rug suckers? Demon rug suckers from Mars. It's about a so killer vacuum cleaners who come to Earth. Sucks your rug. I don't it's care. It's the only <laughs> film it's the only film I guarantee that you'll see that has a, a large fat white man making graphic love to a vacuum cleaner. <laughs> now, I've I've seen a few others. <laughs> Did you get to the end credits of this film? No. Yeah, that, that, it's no. like the skateboard. In the movie, as soon as I got the the, saw the guy doing backdoor man with a vacuum cleaner, I was <laughs> I, I hit stop. Kevin yep. played the vacuum cleaner. On that <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> now, now, Brian, you had a question. Uh, what type of movies do you guys like? Yeah, what type of movies do you guys like? That's like, Brian's question. Maybe this year. You know, there's a perfect example. There's a movie out oh. right now called This Is England. Uh-huh. Um, uh, what's his name? Sean Meadows, uh, director, great English director, and uh, it's just. I, I, and it's not what you call pop entertainment. It's 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 just a really good film about this young kid who grows up in Thatcher, England, becomes a skinhead, and it sort of goes into how he I went did down see the that route. That. Oh, it's terrific! That's film. the title of the Clash song, isn't it? Yeah. This is England. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but even it, but even that uh, a well-respected movie, one that you're really appreciating. Yeah. You don't throw out a little Kraken Wise. <laughs> oh well, yeah. There's nothing that's you know completely sacrosanct. Nothing's, nothing's holy. No, nothing's holy. No. That's for sure. That's for well, sure. it helps if yeah, it helps to make if a movie takes itself too seriously. That's yeah. probably where we're at our always. Best. Yeah, absolutely. That's why 300 is fun. I mean, yeah. there there are many things that you know that you can admire about 300, but it is deadly earnest. You know about its its macho <laughs> yeah. gay guys. Where I get into trouble, I watch. I, I do talk back to my TV set, so I often I'm watching a Kevin movie. Kevin has with, officially become an old coot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm often watching you a movie with my with my brother, and he'll say to me, "Must you ruin everything?" Absolutely. And I, yeah. guess, I guess so. And we all do the same thing because you guys made it accessible and profitable to do it. I talk back to Lou Dobbs. That's how perverted. <laughs> He's very happy about it. <laughs> well, he looks like Deputy Dog. I keep thinking with the little jowls, you know. He's Immigration serious, is ruining our country. Job in his the hair middle too. class is being wiped out. <laughs> the jowls start stop flapping about a minute after he's. What are some of your favorites that have come out recently? You know, I, I have two young kids, so it's hard for me to get to the movie. So Ratatouille, baby. Ratatouille. It's a good one. Yeah. Um, what have I seen recently? Gosh, not much. Uh, Bill likes no movies. <laughs> <laughs> not true, not true. Um, I'll have to pass on but that. But that's what happens. Um, well, cool, guys. Are doing a riff tracks to, uh, to Passion of the Christ? Passion of the Christ needs a riff tracks. <laughs> that's a good one, Gilmore. Passion of the Christ does need a riff tracks. We'll have we'll, to see. We'll keep that or Apocalypto. Oh, there Apocalypto. you go. They're, they're, they're speaking gibberish anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> you know? Do do Apocalypto we in gibberish. We don't know enough Incan uh, jokes. <laughs> well, I tell you what. Instead of since we can't do Apocalypto, uh, get the Wild Women of Wango. Yeah, DVD. that's almost September like Apocalypto. 11th, it's sort of the same story, except it has uh, chicks in caveman skirts and they're dancing wildly, and it's 
It's great and, fun. But, but two of the DVDs are already out. Yeah. Two of the yes. Uh, and the other one, and Wild Moon and Manga was out in uh, October? Out September. Okay. Oh, yeah. September 11th. Right now the ones that are out are um, the Hollywood the After Dark, uh, <laughs> Drew McClanahan <laughs> stripping, and Killers from Space with uh, Peter Graves. And uh, these guys here, where are they? Those are actual ping pong balls cut in half that yeah, they use for the eyeballs. Absolutely. Yeah. And you can almost see one guy, like, at one point, it seems to start coming out of his eye, and he's like, desperate, <laughs> he's to desperate not to screw up and the take. And that's the take that they take. Yeah. <laughs> that's the one they use. Yeah. So when the other one, you know it just shot right out or something. <laughs> oh, right. The director actually said, good, print it, let's move yeah. on. Time's money, people. <laughs> Time's money, we can't afford any more ping pong balls. Yeah. Uh, thanks a lot, guys. Our, Our pleasure. pleasure, yeah. That's where you find it, the, uh, shoutfactory.com. Shoutfactory.com. And then Riff Tracks. Download some MP3s. And, uh, and while you're at it, go to that great tenactin.com. It tells you all you need to know about athlete's foot. <laughs> how to get it and how to maintain it. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. So that was the film crew guys, uh, at least the two writers. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, one of them is writing that Planet Dave. Right. That script that like, Eddie Murphy's doing. I think so. And uh, that that seems hilarious it's about those Martians that land on somebody's planet on somebody's body and turn right. into a whole planet and actually control Which him. Which isn't kind of what his character in Bowfinger was afraid of. Right. Yeah. That is funny. You know, it's like that entire idea. Do you like Bowfinger? I love Bowfinger. Bowfinger's yeah. I only great. saw it once, but Bowfinger's but I I, 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 I think so it was funnier yeah. than Bowfinger was great because I had just finished my own feature film. Mm-hmm. Which no one will ever see because it sucks ass. Oh come on, you gotta it gauntlet is, that. No, it's it's. A, Can it, you show it to us during the gauntlet at the the Geek No, no, please. no. I don't even think I have a, a copy of it please. anymore. Like see, it's please? no, it's bad. But like the last day of production, I took you know the crew, which is a very small crew, obviously indie film. We shot it in New Hampshire, and uh, we went and saw Bowfinger. And you couldn't have picked a more perfect movie, except maybe State and Maine when that came. Did out. Did you know when you were making this movie that it was not going to be good? No, well, I I knew I knew about I honestly I knew about two days in, about two, two days in, about two days in. It was only it was only maybe three days in. It was a ten day shoot. Oh, that's very but, tight. But uh, that's, it, that's it was hard to make a good. But movie. that's the thing. Like I knew by the time we got by the end of day two, and I was looking at my script, and a lot of stuff that I felt was very important had huge X's through it. Not mm-hmm. because we'd filmed it, but because we couldn't. Right. And it's the sort of thing where, you know, like, oh, yeah, there's three movies, the one you write, the one you film, and the one that comes out of editing. And the one that I wrote and the one that I filmed, the one that came out of editing, it's like, by the time filmed and editing was done, it was nothing remotely close to anything I was interested in being associated with. And that's, I mean, that's, it wasn't an expensive, you know, endeavor, thank God. You know, it was, that was kind of my film school, really, you know, putting myself through that experience. So I mean that was that was a learning experience in and of itself. Are you still proud of the script that you wrote? I am still proud of the script that I wrote. Would you do another stab at it? I probably would take another stab at it, and I would I would definitely take another stab at it now because at the time that we filmed this, which was '99, um, it was the sort of thing where you you were still you were still shooting 16, you know, and that's what we shot 16. And the difference between shooting 16 and getting enough footage to make a movie and shooting 10 days. And say shooting like DV like or HDX, even HD DV yeah. or something, and shooting ten days, but having something like sixty hours worth of tape. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I think it just I th- gives you more options. It's told more options. Yeah. I also, I mean, I had. I think it's a plus and minus. I think with the the DV filmmaking thing. On the one hand, I think that it's great that you have the opportunity to shoot so much, 
and you can really shoot. Filmmakers. It makes lazy filmmakers, and it also takes the the power, the creative power. I think out of filmmaking comes out of the director's hand, and now the writer's hand goes to the editor, because whoever the editor is winds up piecing together all these options. I think that's been done. I think the I think a lot of bad directors have been doing that for a while. Letting I, the editors kind of decide the. I think so wrong. too, but on an independent level, when the budget's such a huge part of and it, and the writer director is such a huge part, it's of hard the, for it to go that route. Right. But it, it's much easier now because you know you can spend five grand and you know rent a camera, get a friend who has a camera or whatever, mm-hmm. and go shoot something, a talkie or at least like pull a mumble mumblecore thing, and you know just like shoot like single locations and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and you know pull off a, a feature. Feature, yeah, five grand. Oh, you could pull off a feature Don't for five grand. I'm not saying you should do it. I'm saying you could do it. And I am, and I am saying, uh, as being someone who watches a lot of movies for Film Threat, not just the movies in the theater, but the the bins upon bins oh, of films that come crap. in the mail. It, everyone, everyone, uh, you know, I like that anyone can make a movie. I don't think everyone should. Yeah, you know, and I don't think people figure that out until I after take the they, hint. They it's they like try. babies. I take the hint. Yeah. All right. I still like Abe. I don't. So it is like having children. Uh, so we got to stop for our sponsor real quick. NetRiver.net. Uh, NetRiver is a service provider, an online service provider. They've got hosting. They've got uh, dedicated servers. They've, they got whatever you need. You can get your own domain names to them. Uh, what you got to do is check out their site and email their sales department at sales at never. I'm sorry, sales at NetRiver.net. You can email Josh at NetRiver.net. They will hook you up. Uh, I think we're hosted for eight ninety five. I think I got the domain for two dollars. The way I got that was ten percent off. We used our promotional code. It's Gilmore, uh, our very own Gilmore, who makes my life a living hell. Uh, but I like you, buddy. Um, let's move into comics. You a big comic book fan? Uh you know I was. I'm not saying that I'm not, but I'm saying that I'm not as into it right. as I used to be. Like you know, eventually when did college came and money right. ran out. The, no. the, the thing is, if you're going to be in comics, I would say get be in comics now. Yeah. Because if you got out of it in the late 90s... Which I did. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that was basically an artist-driven time in comics. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was definitely like the whole Jim Lee, Rob yeah. Lee field, all that stuff. And, and now, I think it's a much more writer-driven. Okay. So the stories are actually better. Okay. Uh, we have this uh, guy who did an interview for our show. I've been harping on him because I think he, the Spider-Man stuff he's writing is really bad. But J. Michael Straczynski, who you know from yeah, yeah. Babylon 5, he's writing Thor. Thor is probably one of my least interesting characters ever. Yeah, you know, the the, the, the entire thing with Thor is just the entire, the, the mythology, mm-hmm. you know, just read the mythology. Like, I never really got into yeah. the, the comics. Um, so he, he left the Marvel Universe when, when Asgard was destroyed. This is in the Marvel continuity. He oh. missed the whole Civil War thing. Okay. Which is good guys versus good guys. Yeah, I've heard about that. Where Iron Man and Reed Richards and Hank Pym, they cloned Thor. From his own DNA and put him up against Captain America and his guys. Does Thor have DNA? Well, he's a god. I don't know, but they clone. They clone. They, they made a clone robot of Thor. Okay. And uh, and so basically, he he killed Goliath. Uh, Thor is missing this whole time. J. Michael Straczynski picked it up. He's writing this book where uh, Donald Blake, who's his alter ego, finds Thor, brings him back to Earth, and they have Asgard floating above Oklahoma. Uh, That's where I'd put it. Yeah. So, so, so the first two issues, I really wasn't into it beyond the artwork by Oliver Koeppel. I thought his artwork's incredible. I picked up issue three, where he yeah. goes to New Orleans to start assembling the gods of Asgard. 
and bringing them back because their spirits have been locked in people's bodies. And he's lonely. And he's lonely. He, you okay. know, he's a god. You got to find other gods to chill with. It's like would, would you bring Would you bring together. Loki back, or would you just let him stay where he is? Well, well, the, 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 what's what's cool is we'll, we'll see. But what's cool is that he goes to New Orleans, and Tony Stark, who now runs Shield and is trying to register superheroes. Comes to New Orleans and is like, okay, let's talk about this registration thing. Right. You know, you're either with us or you're against us. We got to work this out. Let's talk about it. Right. And Thor basically says, you cloned me. Yeah. You lied to me. I once considered you a friend. And and I blame you for killing fucking Captain America. Right. This is how we're going to talk. And just lays Tony out. Smashes him across the fucking, throws him into a house. Pretty much rips him up. And the artwork of Tony torn up is awesome. Yeah. You, you've got the armor torn off of him. Like, like I mean, he gets the crap kicked out of him. Now, the cool part about that whole thing... It was an awesome that, issue. ...is that Tony Stark starts out, and he, he starts out really... He's very authoritative, you know. He's yeah. the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. now. Yeah. He right. has all this power. He tries to throw the diplomacy he tr- yeah, around. He tro- totally tries to throw it. It's like, okay, this is how we're going to do it. But, it's you know, Thor doesn't bitch him out or anything. He's basically silent, and he doesn't move the entire time. And then he hears when he spiel. does say something, he says, like, he just says, like, a few things, and they're right. what John said they were, and it's just, it's just lays awesome. Because you've Unforgivingly see, lays into him. He deserves it. Is one, it, is two, it wrong, though, that I'm already mentally picturing when I think Tony Stark, I'm already thinking Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah. No. Like, and, I'm not and, even thinking well, about, like, the comic book. Yeah. And they've, like, they've been drawing Professor X, like, uh, John Luke Picard for a while. Well, yeah, well... But, that's that's the weird thing. Like I don't necessarily see him when I think of Professor X, mm-hmm. but like we're sitting here, we're sitting here talking about you know Tony Stark and Iron Man, and Robert Downey Jr. is in my head the entire yeah. time. Especially the eighties, he looks very much the eighties Tony Stark. So yeah. uh, this one, th- this issue actually really kicks ass. Okay, I'm this excited number by three. It. The writing is great. Yeah, the writing was all of. So J. Michael Straczynski, thank you for leaving Spider Man alone and moving on to Thor. You're actually getting me excited about Thor, which. Is kind of gay. Well, I don't think that there <laughs> is any. Un- there are no uninteresting characters. It's just the characters writers- done poorly. Yeah, characters. It's like stories. There are no like bad Doctor stories. Strange. Stories do you remember Doctor Strange? Of course. Did you do you like Doctor Strange? Do you think he's pretty interesting? I never really got into him. I yeah, mean, exactly. like I think I think if you were if you were kind of into the uh, occult thing, I mean, you right. probably could. I mean, but that's the thing. They have a uh, something came out about a year ago that was uh, Doctor Strange: The Oath. Written yeah. by Brian K. Vaughn that writes uh, Why the Last Writes Man. on Lost. Okay, yeah. And um, so... And that I mean, was really good? And that was great. That was okay. great. It was just a little miniseries, six issues. Awesome. And like, sometimes you can only do these characters in miniseries. Like, I think right. Ghost Rider is a character that you can only do when you have a good idea. And otherwise, Not shouldn't be, shouldn't be touched for marketing. Well, the problem, the problem with Ghost Rider, and I don't want to make getting angry letters to you guys right. for no, going no. off on Ghost Rider, but nobody likes us. All right, all right, cool. <laughs> so, but the entire thing with Ghost Rider, like, what was his magic power besides lighting on fire? Like, he also well, well, he made know, you feel bad about what you did. He, yeah, he, he he has the penance stare. Exactly. Like he looks at you and, and like exactly like he looks at you and he's just like, you yeah. feel pretty bad about it, don't you? I can understand. You know, and you're and you're just like. I was talking. Oh my to, God. Talking? I was talking to. Uh, uh, do, do you know that the the store in Burbank, Dark Delicacies, the, yeah, yeah, the horror yeah. book store? I was talking yeah. to the owner uh, last week, and I said, "What's great about Ghost Rider is the iconography in nothing else. Yes. He's good to look at. He's good to look and at, and that's it. But 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 if I was if I was the head of a studio or something, I would want to put Ghost Rider in the hands of somebody who really appreciates the iconography. And we were harping on the Halloween movie, but I think Rob Zombie would do a kick. Ghost Rider book. I, you know, I'm he would someone get the iconography. I'm the someone who didn't, what this is about. Who, didn't, who didn't? Who didn't? I didn't the really movie. have issues with 
I mean, I had some issues with Halloween, but right. I think I think zombies of filmmakers really come along. Right. So I could I could totally. I, I, know, th- see I thought the Halloween was a bit dull, but I, I actually I actually found that when Halloween became when it became a remake, then I stopped liking it. Mm. Which we got fifteen minutes left. Let's just keep kicking ass. Uh, we got to we, we got to move this comic book uh, that's done by Gerard Way, the dude from My Chemical Romance, the lead singer. Uh, yeah, it's called the Umbrella Academy. It's from Dark Horse Comics. Have you ever heard about this comic? I've not heard about this comic. You know My Chemical Romance. Yes, I Are do. Are you a fan of the music? Uh, I have uh, perfected the songs in Guitar Hero. Have you really? That I could download, yes. <laughs> That's cool. So, uh, I'm actually Easy 400,000, uh, 1,149 note song on there. Damn. I can't remember which one it is, but it's like it's one of the three that you can download. Do it's like, it's just, it's so like, all you do is, all the Chemical Romance songs and download, mm-hmm. I'm sorry guys, Chemical Romance, but like everything's on the beat. That's cool. So, like, if you're playing this song, it has 1,149 notes, right? You're going to get it. On hard. And all you got to do is, you know, metronome it. Like, keep the beat. If you can keep the beat, you're over 400,000 points, you're 1,000 note streak, and... 400,000 points is a lot. Dude, this guy doesn't fuck around. This is, it's what you do, and this this is on hard. Like I'm, I haven't done it. I have not. Oh, uh, expert. I have not 100 percent it on expert. This is if, uh, this is. But here's the thing. This is doing it 100 percent on hard that you can pull this off. Good, That's pretty damn. Good. You're you pretty know. good. You know what I did that with is uh, I guess basically the same the same uh, idea just on the beat I guess, but it was just I guess eighth or sixteenth though sometimes was that uh, was that Ramon song that I want to be sedated on yeah. expert. That shit keeps you pumping. You yeah. Know, right? So uh, Gerard Way writing this comic called The Umbrella Academy. Uh, this guy, Gabriel Ba, is doing the artwork. And I got to tell you, uh, the book, he's always said that uh, Ellis's um, run on Gerard Way has always said that that Ellis's run on, uh, what's the name of, the, of that team book on DC? Doom Patrol. Is like the ideal book. Okay. And... Uh, and so, so, so now the team book the on DC, book, yeah, that that narrows it down. I was gonna say I was like just the publisher that invited that invented the Justice League that invented the team book. Uh, so we've got um, this book. It's about a bunch of it's about an adult team, but when you first discover them, they're uh, they're kind of doing kind of a little bit of Bureau of Paranormal Research and Development, the, the oh, Hellboy really? team, uh, but they're all little infants. That all have different powers. One of them is they're not actually babies. No. Well, no, no, they're they're kids. Okay. And they're flying. One of them can fly. The other one can go into the future. Uh, one of the girl's power is turning lies into realities. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if she tells a lie, you know your phone's broken. Her name. Your her phone, nickname is Your Pinocchio. phone breaks. Oh, that's awesome. You know what I mean? So so you know this one kid has a, has creatures inside of him that he opens up and the creatures come out. Uh, they've all got their little. They're little uh, things. And they're all based on. Why doesn't she just? Why doesn't she just tell people you have no powers? Right. Oh, and then like the entire team's going. Eh. Yeah. So book's you, done that way, I guess. <laughs> so 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 you've got uh, these kids. They're all being raised by this guy named the Monocle, who's this Does rich. He have a monocle? Yeah. Jesus, and it, 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 he's this wealthy dude who's that's collected these hard. kids to fight, you know, bad guys <sighs> and stuff. Uh, but I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, the book has a very opening. Action sequence at the Eiffel Tower which turns out to be a rocket, okay. a spaceship, and uh, then it flashes it's forward. Just Aquatine, or is yeah, still then the it book? Fl- yeah, fl- it flashes forward. None of them are talking to each other, but they all get re- uh, reconnected because the monocle dies, and it's the you know they come back for his funeral. So, would you say this is as good as other band-made comics like, like ICP what? comics, 
or the or, uh, Kiss Carnival of Terror. I, I've never read or, the ICP know, comics. I've never read the Kiss comics, but I like really. Punk Punk. Did you read the uh, fucking uh, what? What's his face? The what's what's that? Band? I really I no. Really I don't like that band, and I don't like that. I never I read that really comic. Voice. A yeah. pop punk band with a guy with a really yeah, high yeah, voice. Yeah, yeah, I'm not into it. I read the comics from the Coheed and Cambria guy because my friend, who's a big fan of them, but has no idea. He doesn't know about comics. Hates comics. I like their zombie video. Those and I hate that he bought them because. They're not representative. How's comics. the book? They're pieces of shit. Yeah, I I, I knew they weren't gonna be good. Unreadable pieces. So you're saying that this is? I think good. this is fun. Okay. So I think this I think this as a six issue series will be a fun series. Is it, 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 it going to be has, six issues? That's it. This one is because I, 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 it has a little bit of that oh, Bureau of Paranormal one? Research and issue Development. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. I think I this will be a fun little series. I'll let you borrow it or something. So is this his Watchmen? No. Oh, is that no. is that the My Chemical Romance Watchman? Is that what this is? I, I, I don't think this guy's going to keep doing too many comics. If, no. he, if he does, I won't mind. I don't mind. I don't have it against people. You know what I mean? Who want to go into this medium? No, I got nothing against you. you know know I mean, mean, I don't have to like it, but you I'm not going to like stop him. Yeah, I'm against horror movie people. I'm into this because no one no one's forcing me to read a crappy comic. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, this one I think is is worth picking up. The music, however, music I can't really escape. If you're not into superheroes oh. and you want to read a little left of center book with some action in it. Uh, I would definitely say picking this up. I actually expected it to be bad. I expected this guy to not be able to write. Right. And I think it's actually a lot of fun. That's cool. So that one's good. A lot uh, of 13 year old girls cut themselves. Video in games. The comic, though. You were talking a little <laughs> bit about. <laughs> when did we talk about video games? You talked about Guitar Hero? I was talking about Guitar Hero, yeah. Uh, I, you see I, the new I, song list that's supposed I have seen the new, this guitar, new song list. Guitar Hero 3. What is oh, that? The, the one that was like up for like an hour and then like disappeared. What, right. was, the, what, was, the, what was the song list, do you think? I didn't see this. Uh, I, I, know, I, I, could, I couldn't be less if, if you could, If you could find it, I mean, like, it's easier than me trying to remember what it was. But uh, it's it's the sort of thing, like, the, the songs, there's still a lot of metal wank songs, mm. which nothing against there's metal. But there is a lot of good songs. Like, but I'll tell you, actually to. I'll tell you, the game that's going to rock everyone's mind, Rock Band. Nope. How is that not, have you seen the songs in Rock it, Band? Well, is, yeah, is Rock Band going to be too it's expensive to, to play? Bucks. What are you talking, no, it's, it's. A hundred ninety nine for the full kit. Where's this? Where's yeah, this four hundred? Yeah. For the full thing? Yeah. Is that new? I that's no, no, that's what, what I pre-ordered. What is this it kit? Is yeah. it, it's a base. What is the yeah. kit? No, what does that come with? You get you get one guitar uh-huh. because you should already have a okay. guitar. You get a base. Um, you get you. Well, no, the base is the guitar because oh, well, the guitar is well, both. I, the, I, 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 I play I play this. Oh okay. I play like a like a split guitar oh, or okay. double neck. There you go. Because that's double. But I heard the guitars are different. The guitars guitar. are different. The guitars have smaller, uh, smaller buttons down mm-hmm. here for like solos and stuff. Okay, so oh, um, a little noodling. A little noodling. Yep. And then you have a, a mic. Okay. Right. And then you have the drum set. The drum set, which is probably the coolest. So they aspect like drum pads, basically. Yeah. It's no, like, but I saw them. They look like V drums. They look like just any other V yeah. drums that you'll get, but they don't have a hi hat. You know how all V drums there, there, have a hi hat. There is, yeah, there is, there is not a hi hat, but that's bullshit. But the way it's going to be set up is whichever color, you know, it might be red. Or something yeah. that would be the hi hat. Do you know if you can set it up higher so it's positioned? Like I don't. I don't. I have not actually hands on. I know people who have like got a hold of it okay. at E3 and if played you can, it. Can you ask about the hi hat? Because I, I will. That would be my only thing with that. Because I will, but any, it'll be out like, in a month and a half. V drums that you see. So like, so. The biggest toys. I think your biggest problem is finding three people who can stand you long enough to be in your band. Be in and the band. So, no, hey, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the beauty of it. Right. It's going to be online co-op. Oh, that's yeah. So you don't oh, even you have go. to have people yeah. in the room with you. You can find some Geekscapists to play with. Friends. You don't even need to have yeah. friends. Find some people Good across the... Good luck finding Geekscapists uh, who can stand you the, beyond the, the online. show. But no, I mean, I mean at least I can use the, song list, the, the song list for Rock Band is 
so amazing that I would like a mixed CD mixtape yeah. of that song list. Like, I would listen to it. How do you do the vocals? Like, how do they judge you your vocals? You say. Yeah, you say, and then it, it judges. It's like C-Star, karaoke revolution. Yeah, it judges like pitch and stuff. Oh, wow, I'm going to... Yeah, Rock Band. I'm gonna be horrible at that. But yeah, no, you can you can pre-order it now. I mean, and I I don't want to be a shill for Rock Band or anything here, but it's like it's 199, and that's 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 okay. the price. But, so. but Guitar Hero Three has, according to the list I saw, I don't know if you saw the same. Yeah. Boss battles. It no, does wait, have boss, what battle. a boss, boss battles. Boss battles. That's fucking. Sick. How, do you, how do you do you, a boss you battle? You fight the dude from Poison. How yeah. do you do a boss you battle? You fight Tom Morello. Well, they well. have they have this new Guitar Hero Three is going to have this new battle mode, where basically you can get power-ups as you play the guitar mm-hmm. that, like, you can get, like, broken string, where if you do broken string, then the guy next to you, there's a button that's not going to work. Oh. Or you can do, like, whammy, which that means if you throw whammy on the guy, then the guy next to you has to use the whammy bar really fast. Otherwise, his screen's blurred and he can't see the notes. Right. And it basically it works to the point where the first person to go in the red and lose... Loses the battle. That's that's what I've seen for the multiplayer. I don't know if the boss battles in the game are going to be like that. Mm. For all I know, the boss battles in the game could just be you have to play the song like and, and get like ninety nine percent versus. Oh, that'd you know, be that would kind of be cool if you're playing against him at the same time and yeah. they're throwing yeah. stuff at you and you're throwing yeah. them at them. It, it would be cool, but at the same time, the the aspects of Guitar Hero that I enjoy are just like kind of pretending I know how to play guitar, which yeah. I absolutely don't. You know, and and, matter, and yeah, it doesn't matter. Like people who can play guitar can't play Guitar Hero, yeah, so it's no, it's a perfect it it's a perfect crossover. No. Yeah, but I read an article. Yeah. Speaking of my, my Chemical Romance, the uh, drum tech yeah. and the drummer are actually better than the guitarist of Guitar Hero. I believe it. Yeah, I mean, I believe it. Yeah, no, no, I mean, because rhythm possibly. No, yeah, I, I I play guitar, but you know who's the best at Guitar Hero? Hmm. Asian girls. Yeah, really? well, well, they've had I dance, mean, dance, karaoke. Asian yeah. people will destroy you because they've had that whole dance, I, dance. I thing was in a I was in a Guitar Hero two competition. Uh, the Sacred you Fool Theater. You are a fantastic Dude, guest. I Sacred Fool Theater, and it was uh, it was over. Uh, you are a fantastic guest. Thank you. Because that is the geekiest shit ever. <laughs> ever. Well, but to 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 my defense, we we were part of a twenty four hour uh, short film competition too. So we were doing that. So what happened was, I had already submitted to this contest. And I couldn't and, play because I had and, and then I heard comics. that we were going to do the 24-hour thing, so I was like, we need to work this in somehow so I can mm. still do the competition. Mm. So we filmed it, and we did kind of like a Rocky thing with me in this competition. And I'll tell you, I, th- I thought I was pretty hot shit. Like, I thought I was pretty good. I went in there, and the people that were waiting in that room, and they were just practicing. They were practicing on expert with, like, hyper speed on. Getting like ninety nine percent, and I I looked and I turned to the. I they turned, weren't even looking at the screen. They were just no, like they were amazing. There was this there was this little kid called Sanchez, who. <laughs> what? Let me let me tell you the story of Sanchez. I have to cover my mouth, or else you guys will blow out your volume. Sanchez Sanchez was this little kid. He's playing, and he's the only one out of everyone there who's having fun. Like everybody else is like all like hard ass and nuts, you know? Serious. I'm sorry. And uh, and they're like all serious and like you know stern face. And then Sanchez comes in like he's doing you know sweet child of mine. He's like getting into it. At one point, the person he's playing during the song, he's playing on expert, mind you. Turns, stares down the guy he's playing, and hits every note. Sanchez right. Oh, that's Wait, awesome. so, this is Sanchez. This was that Sanchez. Awesome. Everybody, wow. everybody in the theater just went nuts. 
That's and so he just stared at him. He wasn't even looking at the screen. Just stared. No, at him. he turned to the guy he was going wow. against. Like, like if there's a screen and that I'm like watching, shit. he turned wow. and just went like this and hit every note. That's that's that's, that's Sanchez. Sanchez shit. does not fuck around. Like little a, kid, little kid. Like how old he, do you he had think this kid was eight or nine. Do you think that his parents chained him to the his radiator? His parents were there and were like, "You are going to bring back that money." We actually us. had to rush through the competition because Sanchez win? had to go home to get to sleep. No, because San- wow. Wait, here- Sanchez did not win. He didn't win. Here's here was the problem with Sanchez. The, actually, the the guy that beat him wound up getting a hundred percent on a song on Expert, oh and God. Sanchez Which got like ninety nine. Um, did, did anyone finish but- Jordan? Jordan is by far the hardest. Okay, okay. Song on Here, here's are, are we doing okay? On are we doing? Can I tell my Jordan story? Okay, okay, I'll do it quickly. Okay. Uh, it was, a, it was it was it was best of three. Jordan Jordan is a Buckethead song. Okay. That is like the and most impossible song in expert. It's, it's like everything good. about now, it is. No, no, that is the only way you will actually listen to Buckethead. Yeah, pretty much. That's the only way I knew that, that he had put any music for, that's out. That's the dude who was in the the, the second yes. GNR. The second yes. third tier yes. GNR. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. He wears a bucket. That is unlistenable. But so like I I got to my part which I had was the first person there because I'm terribly prompt. You know, I was the first person there, and uh, so I got uh, a bye in the first round. Wow. And then the second round, uh, I wound up getting another bye because the person cut out or something. The point was, I was there for four hours before I got to play, watching all these players wow. that I knew that as soon as I stepped up, you were crap your I was done. Yeah. So uh, you got to, it was best of three, and the person you go up against, you get to pick your song. And um, so I, I led with, uh, I went with Search and Destroy, Expert, you know, okay. Iggy Pop, and uh I uh, I got ninety seven percent on expert, nice. and he got ninety nine. Oh, so I lost so the first round. So so at that point, at that point, I turned and it was a strategic move. I convinced the guy next to me, and there's I have video up on this of this up on MySpace. Yeah. Um, I convinced the guy that we should play Jordan because he was going to win, and if I was going to go down, let me go down in flames. Yeah, zombie, zombie, zombie. Let me, yeah, yeah. Oh, let nice. me, let me do, let me do Jordan. Let me just, you know, and also if he battle multiplayer Jordan and that means you get to play the whole song otherwise if you play by yourself it just stops whenever you right. screw up you get to play the whole thing so, so we uh, we and it was a strategic strategic move because I know he's not good at it either no one's right. good at that song right. so I could accidentally win wow and then the third song someone else it was a random pick so I thought this was my only chance of staying in the competition so we go with Jordan and someone as a joke brings out a bucket you know mm. ha 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 put a bucket out so about, I don't know, probably third through the song when I realized that I sucked as bad as I thought I did, I grabbed through the bucket on my head and played like How the rest he? of the song. Uh, that's awesome. He wasn't he, great. He, he wasn't great, but he was good enough. Oh, That's damn. awesome. And two and you were out. And uh, yeah, two and I was out. Wow. So, but but Sanchez came up afterwards and said that uh, I was great and that was his favorite no, no, part. Did at any point Sanchez notes. play behind his head? No, that would have made it. Jordan look like they're literally on top of each other. Oh, that's yeah. horrible! It's ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Uh, that that's Guitar Hero three guitar guitar band. No, rock band. Rock band. Wow. Guys, I haven't. I, I played about two seconds of one before I realized like I will suck. Tried to play I will Nintendo suck with you with this Guitar Hero stuff. I know right. I suck immediately. I tried playing it. I suck at it. I have I have friends I'm that I'm like I'm like come over and play Guitar Hero and then I'll start playing and they're just like no you just keep going yeah it's and I'm like no no I want you to play that's the yeah. whole idea i'm like i do this all the time you do not want me to play i will i will get mad and break your guitar so we, we, that's our show guys uh i'd like to thank mark and everybody at film thread for coming on the show buddy you can check you. them out obviously at filmthread.com uh next week we're going to talk all about these new shows that are premiering on tv we've got bionic woman all this stuff and we got the second season of heroes we're also going to check out graham who's going to give us an update on halo 3 yes. and um 
We've got a lot to talk about next week. Check out our MySpace, myspace.com slash geekscapenet. We've got a group over on Facebook. Search for us. You'll find us. You'll befriend us. Check out our forums, geekscape.net slash forums. And, of course, put a box together of your old trades, old DVDs, whatever you want. There's an address on the forums. Our trades for the troops, let's send that stuff to Iraq until those dudes come back. Also, check out the merch store, uh, geekscape.net. You got the link there. T-shirts, merch bags, free pins with every order. We will see you guys next week. Thanks again, Mark. No problem. Thank you.